2: Hey friends, did you know that right now you could go to prizepicks.com slash packaday and use code packaday for a first deposit match up to $100? This should be a really fun prize picks matchup between the Raiders and the Packers, Monday Night Football. I've got my two selections ready. I am going with Romeo Dobbs, more than 47.5 receiving yards, Although Green Bay is going to have all of its weapons back, I do like Romeo Dobbs as kind of a go-to target for Jordan Love, and I do think he sees a little bit more action come his way, so I'm going over 47.5 receiving yards for Romeo Dobbs. For Josh Jacobs, As much as it pains me to say, I'm going more than 72.5 rushing yards in this one. Listen, until Green Bay's defense shows that they can legitimately stop the run week in and week out, I'm going to believe that the other team has the ability to run the football. 72.5 seems like a fairly decent range for Josh Jacobs in this one. I do think it remains a fairly close game, and that Green Bay is going to have to consistently contend with Jacobs. So that's why I'm going more than 72.5 rushing yards for him. So Jacobs more than 72.5 rushing yards, Dobbs more than 47.5 receiving yards. That is my Prize Picks selections for this week. If you haven't yet, check out PrizePicks.com, and right now you can go to prizepickscom packaday and use code Packaday for a first deposit match up to $100. Again, prizepickscom packaday using code Packaday for a first deposit match. Up to one hundred dollars, twenty minutes a day,
3: three hundred sixty five days a year. This is the Pack a Day Podcast.
2: What's going on Packer fans? Happy Packers game day. Welcome into the Pack a Day podcast. I'm your host Andy Herman. You can follow me on Twitter at Andy Herman NFL. You know her. She is Perry Goldstein. You can follow her on Twitter at Perry underscore Goldstein. You know him. You can follow him on Twitter at Alex underscore strofe It is Andy. It is Perry. It is Alex. We are here. It's Packers game day. How are you guys doing? More importantly, Perry, Alex, how are you guys doing? I'm so pumped to talk Packers football.
4: Packers have a very weird October. I've had so many Sundays free of Packers football. I don't know what to do with myself.
2: <laughs> it's been very odd. Yeah, we get
3: two of three in a row without Packers football. So uh, it's game day. I'm jacked up. I'm, I'm excited. Um, I know we'll talk about it later, but we get to see an old friend in Devontae Adams, uh, you know, coming up tonight. So it's all, it's all good, man. I'm I'm ready to go. It's a big, big Jordan Love game tonight.
2: It is a big Jordan Love game. It feels like every game is a big Jordan Love game. Like everything's like, you know, like a little extra evaluation of Jordan Love. But this is definitely one where you just want to see him go into Vegas and play one of his best games against a defense. That's not very good. We'll get into all of that before we get there. We are recording this prior to Cowboys 49ers, which should be a heck of a Sunday night football game. But I wanted to get your thoughts on the rest of Sunday's slate of action. We saw Green Bay's second round pick take a little bit of a hit as the Jets pick up a win over the Denver Broncos. The Nathaniel Hackett revenge game was kind of cheering for the Jets because of the Sean Payton douchebagginess of trying to throw Nathaniel Hackett under the bus. Still team Nathaniel Hackett. So uh, sort of happy for Hackett there, but it hurts the Packers draft position. Uh, we saw the Vikings lose. That's always fun. Um just an interesting slate. We saw the Bears win on Thursday night football, which you're not expecting. The, the Lions looked insanely impressive once again. Perry, I'll start with you. Your, your thoughts on Sundays and this week's slate of action so far.
4: It's just been a really interesting early month, I would say, not just like this Sunday. I, I'm feeling like a sense of a turnover almost in the league of teams that we've historically been used to being good are not good, and it's almost like, a lag in like coming to terms with that, like like the Lions beat. I mean, the Carolina is not a good team. You know, they they have a a good young quarterback who hopefully will be good in the next few years. But they beat down on a very bad team, and that's what good teams do. And picked up Ed Hutchinson in a fantasy this week. That was a very good decision on my part. Um, but it, it's it's hard to get your brain back there. You know, you're watching like the Pats two weeks in a row, Bill Belichick has his worst losses in his career. You know, you're watching the Steelers and Mike Tomlin also struggle. It's, it's just, it's a really interesting kind of like turnover of teams who are now, you know, top of the game. Um, it's fun. It's, you know, every year the the NFL is, is great because it's such an even playing field every single year. Um, and you go in and you never know who's going to be good. Um, and you just get to watch and it's it's very, very fun.
2: Patriots negative seventy-six in point differential. Now negative seventy-six in point differential. So that is absolutely crazy. Alex we're, oh sorry, go ahead Barry.
4: No, it's it's just weird. Like you're you, you, you think of the Patriots and you think of like this dynasty and that's not who they are anymore. No
2: not Do, in a little bit. The Broncos Allowed 70 in a game and they don't have as bad of a point differential as the Patriots do, which is crazy to think about. Alex, what were your key takeaways? That's a great stat. Yeah, I mean, on the Patriots,
3: Mac Jones ain't the guy. Uh, I mean, we saw Bailey Zappi play well against the Packers last year. Maybe he's the guy. I don't know. But the Patriots bad. The AFC confusing as a whole, really. Right. Like we, we know Kansas City's good, uh, but Minnesota was in that game until the very end of it, losing by a touchdown. Buffalo loses to Jacksonville, who we think is good, but we're not completely sure if they're really good. They were my preseason Super Bowl pick. So maybe I'm a little bit too hard on Jacksonville. Uh, but the, the AFC is confusing. Good to see the Bengals get out of a funk and score 34 points. Um, Detroit's really good you guys both hit on that I, I think they're a really good football team this year which is just wacky right like the NFC North is definitely theirs to lose um, they beat up on, on a bad team it's good to see that David Montgomery can can be amazing against the team not named the Green Bay Packers so uh, yeah it was, a, it was a fun another su- a fun Sunday of football without watching the Packers but uh, I'm ready for tonight man I, I gotta I gotta see them bounce back off that Thursday night loss last week
2: yeah, I can't wait for that as well. Just really quick to kind of wrap things up. I think the crazy thing is I think everyone expected the AFC to be the better conference between the two. There are no undefeated teams in the AFC. There are only two one-loss teams in the AFC, the Chiefs and the Dolphins. Everyone else in the AFC has at least two losses already, which is really crazy to think about. So the parity in that conference is is really interesting, and it's going to be insanely interesting to see which teams actually grab those playoff spots and, and really fight for the five, six, seven because I think... From Bengals, Browns, Ravens, Steelers, Jaguars, Chiefs, Chargers, Dolphins, Bills. Like there's a lot of teams that could theoretically and potentially make the playoffs. But right now it's just kind of a crap show and you don't know what's going to happen, which kind of makes it exciting sometimes. But Enough rest of the NFL. Who cares about those guys? Let's talk about some Packers. uh, I almost said Packers Broncos. That's a couple of weeks from now. Packers Raiders. Monday night football should be a really fun game. Interesting that the Raiders have now moved, at least as of recording this, to two point favorites. Packers were favorites throughout the week. Mm -hmm. Let's start things off. I don't want to go too deep into the injury report since I think everyone's kind of covered it to this point. There's no new or earth shattering news. Devondre Campbell and uh, Zane Anderson are going to be out for this game. Jair Alexander, Rudy Ford, Aaron Jones, and Eric Stokes are questionable. They'll have to make a move putting him on the active roster and making a corresponding move. If they do decide to play him for this game and on the Raiders side of things, there's a couple of corners that are banged up. Nothing really matters outside of Devonte Adams. I expect him to play in this game. It just is more of a question of, you know, how how much of his superpowers does he have? That will be an interesting one. But Alex, I'll start with you this time. What from an injury report standpoint is making you maybe nervous? What are you looking at as the inactives come out? Um, wh- how could this potentially affect the game?
3: Yeah, well, well. First off and for, foremost, right? Like it's it's great to hear our Eric Stokes' name come out of your mouth, Andy. Right? Like uh, I would love I would love to see him on Monday night, even if we don't. It's great to hear his name in the injury report. Uh, dealing with that Liz Frank. So um, I, I don't know. I, I think Aaron Jones questionable always makes me kind of scratch my head. I, I you know he didn't have a huge impact in that Detroit game and his return off that hamstring injury. He's the best offensive player. He's the best playmaker on this team. So if he's active and he he's not on a snap count, he can totally change the effect and the outcome of this game. So that's the, the one name that pops up to me. And I know we'll talk about this later, but hearing both and seeing both Devontae Adams and Jair Alexander on the injury report, uh, I mean, that's, that's obviously what everybody's eyes will be on if those guys are both on the field. So those are the, those are the few things that pop up to me on that.
2: Perry.
4: Um. Yeah, I mean, I agree with Eric Stokes. I mean there there's obviously no chance he plays in this game, but seeing him come back from this injury has just been um just a really wonderful like journey. And I think we're all very excited for when he does finally take the field. I had slated it before the season as after the bye, and that's that's actually feeling like the timeline he's still on, um, which is very exciting. I mean we're. I'm skipping ahead, so I'll try not to like get too far into this. But I mean, the matchup that everyone has circled. I mean, popcorn ready, right? Is Jair and Devonte, and so you do not want either of them to be injured, right? You want both of them at full strength. Like this is like the matchup of this game. Like quite frankly, these are two like not great teams and so like if you're looking at like the premier matchup because like like let's be real these are not premier teams these are not like Super Bowl contending teams but like the Super Bowl contending matchup in this game as Jair Alexander put it is Jair versus Devontae, and you know neither of them are full strength which is not super fun and just happens to be like the way the NFL goes. So um, I agree with you, Andy. I think both of them play. I think there's absolutely zero chance that either of them miss this game, Um, but it's just a matter of, you know, how much full strength. Um, I don't know, like if the Raiders do snap counts, I don't know if that's like part of their rotation or like game plan, like the Packers do with their players, but i If Devontae plays, I imagine he's going to be, you know, in on every play because he's pretty much their entire offense. Um, So it's fun to see. I mean, just some players not on the injury report, like Christian Watson, not on the injury report anymore. So he's going to be like full go, um, which is awesome. And look, we don't have David Bakhtiari anymore. But besides that, like this offense is finally actually almost basically 100 percent. And that hasn't happened yet. And we're, we're a month. Plus into the season so um that's that's great great it's again like it's the nfl there are there's always injuries but we haven't seen this packers offense yet with pretty much everybody on the field and this is about as healthy as they're going to get with all their starters on the field um, which is awesome
2: yeah I, I totally agree and i think the biggest takeaway for me again is, is the, the players that aren't on it like you mentioned elton jenkins john runyon jr being two of the big ones if this packers offensive line can be as healthy as they can be, sans David Bakhtiari, I think that's a huge advantage for Green Bay. I also think there's a there's an outside chance, right? Like that, the only Packers that you're really kind of missing in this game are David Bakhtiari and Devondre Campbell. Like that's not that's not the worst. I mean, obviously Bakhtiari being out is brutal, but you're going to have a couple starters that are out at all all times. And we know Bakhtiari's is out for the season. Now, if you only got a couple of them, that's not so bad. Now, as far as Eric Stokes, I won't go as far to say as I think there's 0% chance. I do think there's an outside. He practiced all week. He's listed as questionable. And it sounds like it wasn't so much the Liz Frank thing as it was the recent hamstring injury. That's kept him out. If he's ready to go, even if it's for just some dime snaps, just to get him back in the the swing of things a little bit. I don't think it's complete 0%. Somebody brought this up uh, on Twitter as well is that I wonder it also if all of a sudden Jair can't go in this game, do then they activate Eric Stokes and say like, oh, Jair can't go because of his back. Well, let's get Eric up. And, you know, maybe the initial thought process is let's give Eric the one more week with the buy or whatever. But if Jair can't, like you don't have much to lose at that point. If it if he can go, like I'll take whatever I can get out of Stokes rather than, you know, Corey Ballantyne at that point as a corner. So it'll be interesting.
4: Can I counter that? Please. I just think throwing someone back in after this kind of injury into that moment might actually end up setting him back. Um, that, that would be my counter just in, and also looking in the way that the Packers tend to ease players back in after injuries. I mean, you just look at the hamstrings, right? With Aaron Jones and Christian Watson, like they're saying they're going to play, but they're on a snap count, right? Like Eric Stokes had an even worse injury hasn't played in almost what's it been almost an entire season. Yeah. yeah. So, so like, they're not like, I think getting him in dime snaps, maybe even a little bit of special teams, easing him back in, in that capacity, very smart. And would be great to see just like, it's kind of like he's going to be a little rusty almost like, you know, it's not like just riding a bike, like, or, you know, so, but throwing him back in as you're starting outside corner again I, I I don't know if I can actually see the Packers like training staff deciding to do that to someone after his kind of injury.
2: Yeah. To be clear, I don't think he plays 60, 70 snaps in this game. Like, I don't, I don't think that's within the realm of possibility, but to your greater point, like if, if Jair can't go, and then maybe in that situation you have Carrington and yeah. uh, Razul as your starters, uh, Keyshawn as your nickel, and then Stokes as your dime in that situation, at least just give him, you know, 10 snaps at most on defense in this game and we'll we'll see it'll be interesting to see how that plays out I don't I, like I said it's really tough to tell and there could be a doctor in there being like no 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 no, wait the two weeks and if that's the case then of course wait the two weeks but if he's fully cleared and they feel confident with him and for some reason Jair can't go I'm more of the mind of like all right let, even if it's 10-15 snaps that might be better in coverage for this team and they could use him in some of those situations so we'll see we shall see any other thoughts on that Alex? No, I, I just think there's no way the way
3: Jair's been talking, he doesn't play. But back tr- back injuries are tricky. But the the way him and Devonte have talked all week, boy, Perry, you said it. Get your popcorn ready because that is going to be a hell of a matchup. And I think that's what we're all looking forward to uh, come tonight.
2: And just to give context, too, like, and I'm sure most people know this, but in training camp and practices, whatever, when Devante was up, it was Jair would immediately go over. It was constant. Like those two were iron sharpening iron. They were so fun to watch in training camp. So they know each other insanely well. They are two of the best, you know, players that they're given positions and to watch them go against each other for a game is like a game within a game and should just be so fun to watch. So hopefully they are healthy and can go and we get to watch that popcorn uh, ready matchup. Can't wait. Can't wait. If that does end up happening. Now Let's go to keys to the game. We know the low-hanging fruit, Devontae Adams and Max Crosby. I was going to kind of save this for later, but let me just say this. This Raiders team is worst team in football bad that also happens to have two of the greatest players in all of the league, in Max Crosby and Devontae Adams. Like, you take away those two. And again, I know you take the two best players away from any team, and it's not going to be pretty. But you take away Adams and Crosby, and like, I literally think this might be the worst team in all of football but they are two of the best players in the league, which makes them that much more potent and a little bit more dangerous than they would be based on the rest of their roster. So uh, Perry, I will start with you. I, we know the low hanging fruit of Adams and Crosby, but I'll let you go in any direction. What are your keys to the game for the Packers
4: and Raiders? So I can't talk
2: about No, no, you can absolutely talk
4: about it. <laughs> Okay. Cause like I think about this game and I just think, okay, you need a pass rush plan for Max Crosby. So like you got to keep Jordan Love upright. And win the turnover battle. Like you said it, Andy. This is not a this is not a very good Raiders team. and I think if the Packers can get any semblance of a run game going, just like any semblance, contain Max Crosby, keep the football, play a clean game, just like sustain some drives, right? just like play like a very like basic brand of football and you walk out of this with a win. Like this is, this is not a game where you need to do like anything special in order to win. Um, That sounds really mean. I know the Raiders players get paid, but like it's true. It, it, you said it, you know, you, you have to like Devante is going to get his, he's going to have like, most likely he's going to have hundred yards in this game that that's just it. But if you can contain Josh Jacobs, which this ground game for the Raiders is bad, even if Josh Jacobs is a wonderful player and I feel poorly for him because he wants to get paid and he's on a contract here, but like, it's a bad ground game. They have no other weapons. Jimmy G is Packers fans. No, it's, it's, it's Jimmy G, right? Like it's not a good offensive line. Like this pass rush should be able to eat. Jimmy G coughs up the football a ton. Like you win the turnover battle in this game and you play a clean game of football on the offensive side of the ball. Like you walk out of Vegas with a win.
3: I love it. Alex. Yeah. yeah, You nailed it, Perry, right? Like it, it might be cliche, but win the turnover battle, you win this football game. Um, I, I, they, you, you guys nailed it with saying, you know, without those two guys, they probably are the worst team in football. I was kind of running through it in my head. And I, I think they, without Crosby and, and Adams, they probably are um josh jacobs still worries me despite how bad their offensive line is right i I mean i i until joe barry and the the defense proves to me that they can stop an elite running back uh, i'm gonna be a little bit hesitant to say hey you know he he doesn't worry me and and he's an elite pass catcher out of the backfield too so he he circled uh, on my uh if i was if i was a coach he'd be circled on my list this week but Look, it's, it's the turnover battle. I think this is a big game for Jordan Love. He, he, I want to see him play like he did against, uh, against Atlanta for the first three quarters, against Chicago, uh, against New Orleans in the fourth quarter. I, I think this could be a really big game for Jordan Love. So certainly have my eyes on him as well.
2: I like it for me. This comes down to Packers defensive front versus Raiders offensive line, because you look at this Raiders offensive line, Colton Miller, pretty solid left tackle, but I like the matchup against Rashawn Gary and like, Overall, I think they can win that matchup a little bit. Dylan Parham, Andre James, Greg Van Rotten, former Packer, by the way, Jermaine Illuminor. They're all like okay at best. Nobody's really good. They don't have a Trent Williams out there. They don't have a Penny Sewell. They're fine. They are fine. It's None of them are like, okay, target that guy and like we can rush at him necessarily like every single player or whatever, but they're all just kind of there. They're all fine. And that's a matchup for a group that has Kenny Clark and Devontae Wyatt and TJ Slayton and Rashawn Gary and Preston Smith and Enigbari and like all those guys, I need to see Green Bay win that matchup. This is a matchup that they have the ability to win, that they don't allow Josh Jacobs to get going, that they don't give Jimmy Garoppolo time in the pocket. Jimmy G is kind of like a lot of the Derek cars, the Kirk cousins. Like if you get him to move off of his spot and have to think and like start moving at all, you're in a huge advantage. If he can just sit there in a clean pocket Yeah, Devontae Adams and some of those wide receivers, Hunter Renfro, like they, Jacoby Myers, they can beat you. And and, and more specifically, Garoppolo can beat you. So to me, this is a okay at best offensive line. Green Bay's defensive front needs to win that battle. If they do and make it so that you're not getting 40 carries for the running backs on offense and that Garoppolo doesn't have time, give me Green Bay all day, every day. And I think that's a matchup Green Bay can and will finally win in the trenches in this game.
0: Just go to indeed.com slash blue wire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about indeed on this podcast. That's indeed.com slash blue wire terms and conditions apply need to hire. You need indeed.
2: What's going on Packer fans. It is time that you make, Little Caesars, which is the official pizza sponsor of the NFL, part of your game day routine. If you guys know anything about me whatsoever, you know that I love pizza, that every time the Packers win, I have a victory pizza. And what you should also know is that victory pizza is from Little Caesars. I This is no joke, Little Caesars, by far and away, my favorite pizza. What you can do is you can order online during their pizza pizza pregame, one hour before and three hours after NFL kickoffs, plus all day on Sunday, and then you can get ready for football and fun choose your favorite little Caesars pizza, pick the toppings you crave. Either way you win. For me, I have the same order every single time. I'm going with their hot and ready pizza, pepperoni, no questions about it. And more importantly than anything else, always, 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 always get the crazy bread. It is, in my opinion, the best food that you can get on the market. I'm not joking. I love crazy bread. Love, love, love crazy bread. Get it every single time. You win when you get crazy bread. And speaking of winning, Literally everyone scores with convenient delivery or their in-store pizza portal pickup. So grab some friends, enjoy a few slices during the game, and always get your victory pizza from Little Caesars. You won't regret it. Pizza, pizza. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Do you ever feel like your brain is getting in its own way? In college, I personally dealt with an addiction that was tough to get over. And while my mind kept telling me to do the right things and I wanted to do the right things, it was always hard trying to make the right choices in real time. What I eventually found out was that therapy can help you figure out what's holding you back and how to work for yourself instead of against yourself." Therapy has helped me with my past struggles and helped make me a better person today for my friends and my family. Therapy has helped me learn my trigger points, my destructive habits, and what positive steps to take to ensure that those negative behaviors turn into positive ones. If you're even thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be catered to your schedule and flexible to your individual needs. Make your brain your best friend with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash packaday to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com Hello friends, today we're brought to you by Manscaped, who has taken a step up from balloween to bring your face the cleanest shave it's ever seen. So this season, no need to toil in trouble, Manscaped's all new handyman is the best way to get rid of that stubble. Featuring a compact design and next gen skin safe technology, the handyman was designed to give you that smooth finish without the mess of a traditional shave. Get the sweetest treat this Halloween by going to manscaped.com and using code PACKADAY for 20% off plus free shipping. I recently picked up Manscaped's new handyman and friends. It is amazing. There are so many incredible aspects, but the fact that it has one guard that can trim to 20 different beard lengths is a game changer. Their skin safe technology is legit and getting through a full shave without any nicks and cuts gives me all the confidence in the world to go for that smooth, close shave. Oh, and you can use it for wet or dry use as well, so this amazing device does absolutely everything. Right now, you can get 20% off and free shipping with the code packaday at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com using code packaday. For a look as sweet as candy, get yourself the handyman from Manscaped.
3: Yeah, they get off to a fast fast start offensively, the Packers do. I feel really good about their chances in this game, right? Because I I do trust guys like you mentioned, right, Rashawn Gary and Kenny Clark, to be disruptors in the trenches. And if if Jimmy G, as Perry pointed out earlier, right, if he coughs up that ball once or twice, ooh, baby, that confidence is going to be high. You put the ball in Jordan Love's hands, and this team gets off to a fast start. They score early. I feel really good about their chances to hang on to the lead throughout.
4: Well, one of the Packers' defense, like, on the defense, like, their strength is their pass defense. Like, this team was built to play with a lead. They were built to defend the pass, mm-hmm. and they were built to rush the passer. Um, I mean, Andy, you've been talking about it all week, and Maggie and I talked about it on Packs. but she said, like, they're front. They are pass rushers. They're, they're not built to stop the run, like, athletically, and this is a perfect matchup for them to be able to do that this is not a good run game from the raiders and the way to win against the raiders is to just get at jimmy g to go up against this really average at best offensive line to rattle them to allow the offense to get ahead to play with a lead and now let this defense do what they do best we can argue all day if that's a good you know, scheme, if it's, if it's a good like format for the defense, that's not the point is that in this particular matchup, it's actually going to, I think, work in their favor.
2: No, I think that's really, I think that's totally fair. And hopefully that ends up what comes to fruition. And we actually see a green Bay team play more complimentary football in this one, more on that in just a little bit before we do get to that. I do want to talk about some of the best matchups that we get to watch in this one. Perry, we know the low hanging fruits. We know you love Jair Alexander. We will start with you, the favorite matchup to watch. Give it give it every ounce of popcorn that it deserves.
4: Oh my god, I've been I've had this circled since the schedule came out. Like as soon as I saw this, I was like, I can't wait. I actually texted my family and I was like, do we go to Vegas for this game? Like I will go just to watch this live. I mean, you said earlier, Andy, like this is this is extra special because a Devonta Adams hasn't played his former team yet. It's the first time. Granted, no Aaron Rodgers, but it doesn't really matter because Devontae's going up against his former defense and he's going up against Jair. And they went against each other every single practice since Jair was drafted. And there's just a ton of respect between the two of them, the top of their respective positions. You heard it all week in the way that they describe each other. I mean, Jair literally said, it's basically our Super Bowl. Um, and they've never, uh, it's, it's really interesting. I, I would love to hear from other players who kind of leave their teams and then have to play each other where this, it just doesn't happen that often there where you only go up against each other in practice and you have this like competition where, you know, you're making each other better, but for your own team, right? It's like, go out there and be the best because you're going up against me. So, you know, you can beat the other guys cause I'm the best but now you have to go up against me. And there's so much knowledge there too. I, I think that's what I keep going back to with Devante is he knows this defense. Like he knows them really well. He knows their tendencies. He knows all of Jair's secrets. Like this is like insider, like state secrets. Um, and th- it's the same with Jair. He knows like all of Devonte's releases off the line. He knows everything that he can bring to the table. So it's just going to be like, who can use their football IQ better? Like athletically, they're both top of the game but who can like who knows the film better who knows each other better who remembers what it was like to go up against each other and practice better and just like rip it and they're each gonna get one on over each other i think there's gonna be a lot of smack talk it's just gonna be really really fun and just all love too just all love all respect um and just like one for the books
2: man i can't wait I, I, i'm ready I'm, I'm to be done with the podcast right now and just be like yeah. i'm going to bed until this game is starting because i, I can't freaking wait ala hey alex good luck topping that buddy <laughs>
3: <laughs> I was just about to say, how the hell am I supposed to follow that
2: up? You can you can yeah. that, I, was, I was actually going to go, this is the p- best part, I was going to go after Perry and be like, oh, I'll like separate Alex and Perry this time, I'll go next. I'm like, no, Alex, you it's like, all you. <laughs> you know, I'll,
3: I'll keep it really quick. Uh, Perry took the correct answer, uh, but uh, I will uh, highlight something we've already uh, addressed, and that would be the, the, the Packers' pass rush against A, to use your term, Andy, fine offensive line. I, I want to see Preston Smith and J.J. Nagbari and Rashawn Gary taking Jimmy G and shoving him in his locker until he gives him their lunch money, right? Like, I, that's what I want to see. I want to see this defense get some get back after a, a not-so-great performance against Detroit a, a week and a half ago. Uh, it, it's a mini-buy. I want to see some refresh. I want to see this team rejuvenated, and I want to get a big win uh, as the Packers travel to Vegas for the first time. That, that's that's what I've got my eyes on it's from a defensive standpoint uh, outside of the obvious Shire versus Devontae.
2: We got lunch money being stolen. We've got popcorn getting ready. Like, this is going to be a phenomenal matchup. But I'm going to actually go with an interesting one. I talked about this a little bit earlier in the week. I'm going Jordan Love versus Marcus Peters. And Marcus Peters, not the same Marcus Peters we have grown up with, knowing how good he used to be as a player. But Marcus Peters is that classic veteran savvy where he's going to give up some stuff, but he will jump a route. He will read you as a quarterback. He will bait you in. And he will get you to make some throws that maybe you shouldn't be making. This is a young first time starting quarterback versus a corner that knows every single trick in the book and has a propensity to take some pick sixes to the house. And I just want to see that matchup of can Jordan Love maybe get a couple over on, you know, Marcus Peters, maybe a double move here or there? Or is Marcus Peters going to be the one that baits Jordan Love into making the mistake? It's just kind of the classic savvy veteran versus the young quarterback. And can he bait Jordan into one? I don't think he's going to. Jordan's been really good uh, against that stuff, but you got to be careful with that guy out there. You know, he's going to gamble and you just got to make sure he doesn't beat you with a pick six somehow. So that's the matchup. I'm going to be kind of sneakily watching outside of the popcorn ready matchups in this one.
4: That's really fun. I think one of Jordan's like biggest, um, like strength so far, I would say is like, he's making pretty good decisions. I'd say other than in the lions game, he like missed, So there were, like, some misthrows where, like, he didn't have some throws that were there, which, like, I will take over some, like, just really bad decisions, right? But, like, when you go up against a Marcus Peters, again, I just use the football IQ, so here we are again. Maybe that's the theme of of this podcast. But, like, Marcus Peters has played a lot of football, and he's seen a lot. And, like, you that's just something that you don't have when you're Jordan Love, right? You, you learn a lot just from playing and he's going to want to get, he's going to want to get his, um, and it's going to be a lot of good like learning moments. I think, I mean, if you, if we, if Jordan Love is who we hope he is, he took film from Detroit and he's going to learn from it. Right. And he's not going to make the same mistakes again. So, hopefully he doesn't have more of those moments against Marcus Peters, but even if he does, you know, okay. That's what the season's about.
2: Yeah. Really quick uh, add on to that is we, we are watching Jordan love learn in real time, which is kind yeah. of fun and kind of exciting. I talked about this a little bit earlier this week as well, but like that Detroit game, you can understand the first three weeks. He had awesome pass protection and it was like the line, like going against the Lions, you're thinking going into that game, uh, we have to be a little bit concerned about Aiden Hutchinson, but the rest of their front had not been good the remainder of the season. So if you're Jordan Love, through the first three games as a full-time starter, you're thinking like you, you reset your shot clock. You're like, I, if my first read is like just okay, or maybe it's like a quick five-yard slant, and maybe I think something's going to open up bigger on the back end, I have, all, I have the time to go through and get to my next progression, my next read. And then you get to that Detroit game, And through the first few series, he's still on that shot clock of like, I've got time. And he didn't. And Detroit is just wrecking everyone up front and and getting him. And I think in the second half, he finally made that adjustment of like, all right, I got to get rid of the ball a little bit quicker. But those are the sort of things that until you experience it, you don't know it. And his experience up until that point was I have time and I'm going to be able to get through my reads. And he trusted his offensive line. And then you see him and you're like, oh, he's got to get rid of the ball quicker. It's like, well, in the first few games, he didn't. Like, he didn't have to. So that's all part of learning through this. I'm with you, Perry. I think he will learn from that. I think you're going to see him get rid of the ball quicker, get the ball into the hands of his playmakers. He has, hopefully, fingers crossed, Aaron Jones, Christian Watson, Romeo Dobbs, Jaden Reed, Dontavian Wicks, Luke Musgrave. He's got all of his playmakers. Let them do the heavy lifting. I think we're going to see that in this game. I
4: I think the other thing, sorry, just to tag on to your Marcus Peters point, is that, he is kind of your only Trayvon Merrick too. He's a safety though. But like the rest of that secondary is not great. And you saw Jordan Loves start to like learn how to pick on the weak points in secondary so far this season, right? He did it with Isaac Yadam. He's done it in earlier games. Um, I think it was Trey Flowers with the Falcons. Like he's gonna do that, I think, in this game again with what is it, Jacorian Bennett or like David Long, you know, like I think there's going to be also a lot of opportunities for him to actually actively avoid Marcus Peters and go up against these like backup secondary guys who are going to have to be playing because um, the Raiders secondary is a little bit beat up right now. And I think their starter, what is it? Yeah. Nate Hobbs is out in this game. So It's something that Jordan Love's done already this season, which is why I pointed out, because we've seen him kind of point to their, like, weak spot and then go after it. Because you just said it, Andy. Packers are going to have all their weapons. They're going to have all their guys out there. And if he's able to get through his progressions and get to his reads, he's going to be able to see who's on that guy for the opposing secondary and just, like, start to pick on him.
2: By the way, former Packer Isaac Yadam highest graded corner by PFF so far this season. So just go figure. But, uh, all right, Alex, I will, let, I will let you do the, the bad news first. And then I'll give Perry the good news. Alex Green Bay will lose this game. If blank. Oh boy. Uh, Devonte Adams,
3: uh, goes bananas. Josh Jacobs turns into David Montgomery, uh, or, or, uh, Raheem Mostert. right? Like it, this defense just shows regression rather than progression off this Detroit game. Um, if, if, Vegas, I almost said Oakland. If Vegas is playing with a lead, I'm a little bit concerned. Um, I, I have full faith in Jordan Love, as I keep saying. I think this will be a really big game for him. But if their offense finds a way to hum uh, with Jimmy G, who's obviously beat the Packers in the past and with two really good players and Josh Jacobs and Devontae Adams, they get theirs. I, I, I question whether or not Green Bay can fight their way back into this one. But I'll just say this before Perry gets the good news. Uh, I I do not feel very good about Vegas winning this game. I I just I, I feel really good about the Packers chances tonight.
2: I need to hire a producer just so we can input an air horn every time Alex says Raheem Mostert. going, like, like, like every single episode he gets a Raheem Mostert uh, reference. It's, it's, it's so amazing.
3: PTSD. And then we see, we see David oh, Montgomery great. go for his third straight or, or third ever 100 yard game at Lambeau field last week. So uh, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of sick of talking about uh you know, mediocre to, to maybe slightly above average running backs running all over the Packers. And they're, they're facing a really good one uh, tonight, so I'm, I'm a little bit concerned.
2: There are no mediocre pack, uh, running backs when it comes to facing the Green Bay Packers. They're, they're all pro bowlers against the Green Bay Packers. Barry, all right, get us into some good news. The Green Bay Packers win this game if?
4: If they play their brand of football. I think if Matt LeFleur calls his game, Jordan Love plays a clean game right the Packers just have to like play the way we know how to play I I was gonna say on the like to answer Alex's questions but on the flip side like if they just don't shoot themselves in the foot like we've watched them kill themselves right it it hasn't necessarily been that the other team has been playing particularly well it's that like they've had a lot of unfortunate errors a lot of like silly penalties and drops and things that like they can prevent and this is a team where if you just go in and like play clean you are going to win like i said earlier you do not have to do anything special in this game in order to win so don't shoot yourselves in the foot don't go in and you know on your first offensive drive move backwards like just go in and play balanced play complimentary and it will be fine
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, just a couple of quick takeaways on both sides. To me, you hit the nail on the head, Perry. It's, it's complimentary football. If this is like a, just a normal game where you're it's like, can the running games be close? Can it be the Packers have 100 yards on the ground? The Raiders have 100 yards on the ground. I feel really good if that's the case. If it's another Raiders have 200 yards on the ground, Packers have 25. Yeah, it's not going to be probably very good. So just a better brand of complimentary football. And then watch out to DeAndre Carter, a pretty good returner for the Raiders. We've seen some teams already have success against Green Bay from a punt return standpoint. Can't let him get a big one. Would love it if it was the opposite. Keyshawn Nixon against his former team got the big one. But uh, this, this game has two really explosive returners in DeAndre Carter and Keyshawn Nixon. So those are some of the things I'm going to be looking for. Uh, as a fun aside for those at home. Uh, Alex and Perry love absolutely love when I ask them to do bold predictions for any sort of episode. So I couldn't get through today's episode without asking them a bold prediction for the game before they get to theirs. I'm going to do mine first. I talked about Marcus Peters earlier. I said that he's going to be a fun matchup. This is a little bit of a, a crumb up to this one. I think you're going to get that Christian Watson double move that we saw against Minnesota mm. in last year that didn't get completed. It's getting completed in this one. Christian Watson double move. 80-yard touchdown, put it in the bank. It's going to be an explosive one against Marcus Peters. Can't wait. That's my bold prediction. Alex, I know you're dying to give yours, so the floor is yours. I I love the boldness. Uh, And that touchdown
3: pass, just to piggyback off Andy's, will be one of three that Jordan Love throws on top of rushing for another one. He will have a four-touchdown performance. Against this defense tomorrow I I think this is a big Jordan Love game Uh, As much as it is the Rich Basaccia revenge game uh, This is a big Jordan Love game I think it's a prove-it moment for him Obviously, I I called it the mini-buy earlier Plenty of time to prepare for this team uh, Who I keep wanting to call Oakland, Las Vegas Um, So yeah, I'm I'm excited To see what Jordan Love's got Because I I think this is kind of where we start to figure out What exactly he is Right? Like We've talked a lot over the course of the last few months The floor continues to rise Uh, We know he is at least a serviceable, if not a good quarterback. And off a not-so-good game against Detroit, uh, I I think he can pick on, as we've talked about for the last 35 minutes, a a meh defense. And and I think he's going to have success on the road Monday night as the Packers roll to a big victory.
4: Love it. Perry? Bold predictions? I'm I'm ready for the bold predictions. I have many for this game. One— This is a get right game for this team on both sides of the ball, right? This defense, if you are not like dominating this rate, like something is wrong. Like something is fundamentally wrong. So I'm talking like sacks on sacks. If Khalil Mack is getting, okay, it was Aiden O'Connell, not Jimmy G. However, like I want like three, four sacks this game from this pass Mm -hmm. rush, okay? Rashawn, hair on fire. Like how about another three sack game? Alex, I'm going to one up you. I think this is a five touchdown game yeah I'm calling it like we saw one from Aaron Rodgers his first season and we all went okay okay like that's this game for me on the road like bounce back um I'll stop there but like I just I really think that this is one of those like I think it was Jaden Reed who had the quote that it's like it's either going to make us or break us after a loss this season. And I think this is one of those, like, show us who you are after a loss kind of games, and it's going to make them. Uh, I them. love it.
3: I mean, we we all seem to be uh, on the same page, but, but Perry and I specifically, this is the Jordan Love game for 2023. This will be the Jordan Love game. We're both kind of saying
4: it sounds like. I don't like making those kinds of statements because there's a lot of season left. Like, a lot of season left. A lot of season left. But Barry, if, if, if he does a five touchdown performance,
2: that <laughs> I don't the know. he's top of the season. I don't think to it's be there. <laughs>
4: five know, touchdowns on the road bad. might be the game. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Okay.
2: <laughs> Deal. All right. So, well, let's get to our final predictions for the game. Uh, I know, I think I can tell both of you are leaning towards Packers victories. I know that the Packers have at least 28 points in Alex's prediction and the Packers have at least 35 points in Perry's prediction. But uh, (laughs) Perry, your official prediction for the game.
4: Yeah, on packs. what she said, I said 35-21. So that's what I'm sticking with.
2: Alex? 34-17, great bet. All right. I'm going to – I like – Green Bay, by the way, I'm 4 and on picks. I'm going to brag about it because I'm always awful on picks, and it's probably yeah. about to turn at any given moment. But I'm going Packers again. I'm going a little bit of a lower scoring game, though. 2016 Packers, mm. 20 for Green Bay, 16 for the Raiders. I think the Raiders have a little bit of success moving it down the field. They get four scoring drives, but have to settle for three field goals on those. Green Bay gets a couple touchdowns, a couple field goals, gets out of Vegas with a 2016 win, and they move to three and two. I do think just like in a sort of quiet way, this is a really important game for Green Bay. I think coming off of a mini buy and then going into a buy three and two, coming off a win on Monday night football is a huge step for Green Bay and a loss in that same situation going into a buy, you know, where, you know, you got to go on the road. I know it's just Denver and they're atrocious, but going into Denver following the game, like I just think it's two totally different teams, depending on if you go three and two or two or three, two and three going into this bye week. So I really want to see Green Bay play a much better brand of football, pick up the win, go into the bye with some confidence, and then come out strong facing Denver to, to you know, kind of come out of it the other side. All right, I think that does it, Perry. Any final thoughts uh, before we get out of here? Alex, any final thoughts? Anyone want to get anything else in? Yes. Just waiting
4: so many days for Packers Football. Oh, I'm and sick. like, my God, the last game, no, I need a win. That's why I think I want five touchdowns. And we, were, <laughs> we were we were robbed.
3: She doesn't I want know. five touchdowns just for the sake of having five touchdowns. She wants five touchdowns for the sake of being robbed and now uh we, we have it at Packers Football. I
4: need I need make up touchdowns. <laughs>
3: <laughs> and during the bye week. Uh, so make it up in advance and, and retrospectively. Yeah. Exactly. I, 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 I retroactively rather. Uh, yeah, I, I think momentum's real, Andy, to your, to your last point. Um, and going into the bye week off a win and then you're playing a not so good Denver team out of the bye. I think if vibes are high, this team could get a little bit of a roll here after the bye. So uh, and we always talk about it, it seems like every year in sports, like the bye is in the perfect spot. It really feels like it's in a good spot, though, with this team dealing with a lot of injuries early on in the season. So I, I'm actually OK with the, the the relatively early bye this this year.
2: I was as well until they got the mini buy and seemed to get kind of mostly healthy. And now it's like, Oh, they just kind of had this almost bye week. It's like, man, if they could have had one, maybe a few weeks later, that might've even been a little bit better, but I'm not, I don't hate it either. Especially if they can get a win, go three and two clean up some more stuff and then come out strong against Denver in that next game. Totally, totally cool with where it's at for a young team. So I'm cool with it. All right, Perry, where can we find all of your amazing work and where can we find you on social media?
4: Um, just follow me on Twitter at Perry underscore Goldstein. I've mentioned Packs What She Said, I think, twice on this episode, which I almost never do. But I do have another podcast. It's called Packs What She Said. It's with Maggie Loney. You can listen to it anywhere you find your podcast. We also started a YouTube channel. So if you'd like, go like and subscribe and listen on YouTube because that is fun stuff because you get to do audio and video on youtube as you know because you are watching us on youtube probably right now (laughs) Um, so (laughs) there we go
2: (laughs) amazing and uh alex before we get out of here tell everyone where they can find your raheem mostert fan fiction and art
3: Uh, yeah, yeah, you can find it uh, at ESPN Madison. Now, uh, you can follow me on, on X, Twitter, whatever the whole, hell we're calling it, Alec, at Alex underscore Strove. Uh, getting you ready for the game tonight from 4 to 7.15 on, on 620 WTMJ and ESPN Wisconsin on Green Bay Game Day. So make sure you tune in. Uh, Brian Belaga will join us. Rob Domofsky will join us. And, and Jason Wildey will join us as well tonight from 4 to 7.15 on ESPN Wisconsin. So let's go, baby. Big win coming tonight. I'm pumped
2: up just dropping names too, Brian Bulaga, wow. Jason Wildey, any pew, 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 Raheem Mostert. <laughs> Raheem really Mostert will, will be brought up every segment in the show. Also forgot to mention that that's a requirement contractually. It's going to be amazing. <laughs> make sure to follow both of them at Perry underscore Goldstein at Alex underscore Strofe. You can follow me at Andy Herman NFL really quick. If you have not checked out Packaday podcast memberships yet, make sure to do so. Shout out to our all pro and hall of fame members. Most hated Minnesotan PJ Wayne, John Wilde, Shea Dad. Arnoldo Espinoza, Jennifer Wright, Boom Handle, Donald Lee, and Lori Lord. It's getting longer and longer to say, which is amazing. I appreciate you guys a ton. Cannot wait for Monday Night Football. Packers over Raiders. It's going to be epic. Then we're going to hit the bye. We're going to have tons to talk about. Make sure to subscribe to the Pack-A-Day podcast if you haven't already. But until next time, and as always, and especially on game day, go pack Go
4: pack
3: We love you, Boom Handle.